The Runner's Diary podcast with Brian and Damien. News, results and interviews from the Cork running scene and beyond. Welcome to The Runner's Diary, episode 44. I'm Brian. And I'm Eamon. On this week's show, we will have all the latest news, all the last week's results and upcoming fixtures. And our interview this week is with Katrina McKiernan. That's all to come on this week's episode of the Runner's Diary podcast. Okay, so as you may have heard, similar to me last week, uh, that was a different voice we had in the intro there. So this week we're joined by Eamon from the the race director for the Cork City American this year, Eamon Hayes. Uh, Welcome to the show, Eamon, and welcome back. You've been on a few times now, so welcome back as a host this time for a change. Thanks, Brian. It's, uh, it's great to be here. I love listening to the show every week. It's fantastic. Uh, brilliant resource for runners and uh, keep them up to date and everything that's going on. So delighted to be here. We have uh, big big shoes to fill. So last week, I obviously didn't make it uh, over the race I was involved with. So we had Damien and Ryan Creech last week. So again, thanks for Ryan for filling in. But I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll outdo him this week. We're a better partnership, I think. <laughs> once, I don't have to, once I don't have to race him, okay, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think as a, as a partnership we'd out-sprint them or out-beat them. No, so. I don't think so. <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, Damon is off today listening to Michael Bublé. I think he fancies himself as a musician. He's learning the ukulele at the moment and he's going to see Michael Bublé. So I don't know what's planned in store. He's going to run a marathon, maybe singing songs and playing the ukulele. Something in the Guinness Book of Records or something like that. Um, look, it's getting close to Cork City Marathon, and we're going to have a bit more on that later on with yourself and Julie, uh, letting us know what's happening. Uh, from our own point of view as well, we obviously have a big gig coming up. We have the Runner's Diary after party, and that's gathering a lot of pace. Um, as we put out there, that's going to take place in the deep south bar, just close to the finish, really. Um, just to let people know, we will have more information on that over the coming week. It's going to be a great event. There's going to be goodie bags there. There's going to be interviews with some of the participants on the day and even some of those people who aren't participating, but well-known runners are going to join us as well. Um, uh, DJing, music, prizes on the day. There's going to be a lot going on. And I know there's a great buzz around. I've heard a lot of clubs talking about attending it and individuals as well. So just something else to add to the, the buzz around the city on the day. So uh, we'll give you more details on that as it come. Hopefully, I mean, you might get to join us at some stage too, but I'm sure he'll be a busy man. Yeah, a lot, of middle, a lot of middles to give out. I'd say, yeah, but uh, no, like, it's um, it, a really great partnership now, and we're, we're, you know, it's great to have something for the runners to go to um, after the race, and you know, um, it, it absolutely look really looking forward to that, and I definitely will pop over. Good, good, good. We'll, uh, you might, you might, you mightn't be standing for long. One drink might knock you out at that stage. You'll be so tired from your days. What, 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 what yeah, time? Yeah. What time will you start on the day for the Cork City Marathon? Oh, I don't know. I probably. And um, probably six a.m. at the latest, anyway, maybe a little bit before that. Um, and probably be there there for the um to the last runner anyway, definitely, and a bit a, yeah. a bit uh, a bit more beyond that. Can only imagine, yeah, busy day ahead. Um, we get on with some other bits of news as well. Uh, I actually got a message in just not long before the show there asking me to give a bit of a shout out. Um, I believe there was a runner uh, who had a bit of a nasty fall at the weekend. I'm not sure if it was Saturday or Sunday on their long run, but. A good Samaritan, we don't have the name, I'm not sure if someone will be listening, but a good Samaritan picked up this runner uh, around the marina area and dropped her back home to the, the I think, or dropped her back to her base on the day to the, in the, around the marina market. So um, that went down very well and they just want to say a shout out. Again, I'm not sure if we'll find out who the good Samaritan is, but nice to put that story out there. Um, so well done there. And again, a lot of people around doing their long runs at the weekend. Um, also, as I said, coming up later on the show, we're going to catch up with Eamon and Julie, just giving us a bit of a some key information, I suppose, as we enter the last couple of weeks now. And again, stay tuned for that. 
Um, and again, we'll have an interview, or sorry, we'll have a draw as well. The results of the Eagle AC 5K draw that race is on this week, the Cheetah 5K. So more on that to come in a minute. So I think at this stage, we'll take a step into the latest information from the Cork City Marathon and we'll get Julie Sabota joins us now along with Eamon. Okay, now we're going to catch up with all things Cork City Marathon related. So Eamon is already with us as a host this week, but he's also obviously well known to many as the race director for Cork City Marathon. Joining us for this section now as well is Julie Sabode from Davis Events Management and again a big part of the Cork City Marathon as well. So delighted to have you join us on this section, Julie. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for having me again. How are you? Brilliant. Great to be back. Um, less than three weeks to go. Things must be getting fairly exciting you now and busy, I can only imagine. Oh, yes. Very, very busy. It's uh, all hands on deck now, really, with uh, yeah, less than three weeks to go. So yeah. uh, very busy. I see, I see a lot of people all over this weekend in particular getting into the last of their long runs and ticking the boxes. So it's really starting to get exciting you now, I think, you know, the talk among the runners, but uh, even just the, the activity around the city, you can see, you can feel it, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, we better get stuck into it. So um, what's going on at the moment? What's the last kind of preparations? Signs are going up, I think, around the place. Is there, to bring us up to speed, I suppose, where we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I have to say, like, about sign-ups, they're doing really, really well. The full marathon, the half marathon, we actually have already, our bookings now is more than what we had last year on race day. And the 10K, which we launched just uh, in January this year, right? absolutely exceeded expectations so the 10k seemed to be really really popular choice and it might even sell out this year um so if people are clops they're thinking about signing up or so i would really encourage them to do so rather sooner than later so uh right. would you like me to maybe throw in a discount for your listeners we, we would love case... a discount we'll never turn away any discount ah, there you go okay, i think they haven't signed up it's... yet or so yeah in fairness, I think the first discount you went, gave us went quite well. So hopefully we'll get another push on again now with this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, your listeners are great. Uh, I could offer you, how about the discount, CCMRD, so Cork City Marathon Runner's Diary, right? CCMRD. And that would be 10% on the full marathon, the half marathon, and the 10K. Valid Excellent. until the end of the week, Sunday, May the 20th. Sunday, May the 20th. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So they can log on to the Cork City Marathon website and sign up from there, is it? And we'll, yes. share, we'll share the links as well. So CCMRD. That's correct, yeah. Brilliant. We love prizes and discounts on this show, so great. Keep you, keep everybody happy. Um, as I say, less than three weeks to go. Any other news, major news? I know there was some talk about medals and things like that. So any latest information on that? Yes. Yes, actually, yes. Um, as you know, we're trying to make Cork City Marathon um, more sustainable and environmentally friendly, right? And every year, it's it's like a continuous process. And we're always on the lookout how to minimize waste or become more sustainable. We work very closely with the Council of Waste Department together as well and see what works best for them. But we also research what changes can we make, you know, in regards to like materials and that. So this year, we made the decision to move our metal medals to wooden medals. And I know, I know our runners love our medals and people are often a bit reluctant to change. And, uh, but I can assure you that these ones are really pretty too. I mean, really nice and good looking medals, you know? Yeah, no, I think that, look, every race I think is trying to go greener. So it's great mm. to see that the, the major Americans leading the way with, you know, the, the greener uh, outlook, I suppose. And look, whether it be 
I know on my own local race there, we decided not to go with a T-shirt this year because, again, for the same type of reasons and others yeah. are doing things with water. So this is great. Yeah, it's definitely good to hear. So uh, it'll be interesting to see that medal added to the collection for so many people. Exactly, exactly. And before people say now, oh, I like what I got every year and so on, you know, I, I understand that as well. But I also think we have to see like the bigger picture here. You know, there's climate change, pollution, waste in general. It's all a massive problem. And mm -hmm. we're, all, we're all aware of that. So as an event organizer and as runner and participants, I think we have to see, you know, how can we make little differences here and there? And yeah, uh, yeah. No, I think that's important. I think that would be very welcomed. And in the end of the day, a medal, the medal is to acknowledge the effort that you did. So a medal is a medal no matter what. And if it's if it's an environmentally friendly medal, mm -hmm. better again, sure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think the key like the key thing is like over the past few years we've been looking at this and we finally decided to go with it. It's something that, you know, it's kind of very important, like that when we're ordering, you know, it's not just like ordering 10 or 20 medals, we're ordering 10,000 medals. If we're ordering 10,000 pieces of metal that, you know, you know, you they can't be replaced from 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 the planet, you know, whereas um, trees can be re reset and we're doing it from sustainable um, forests where more trees are set than, than are knocked down every year, you know. So, um, you know, it's just like when you're ordering that amount of medals, it's very, very, uh, you know, important that, you know, that we do make that change. And if you think about 10,000 medals over, you know, over 15 years or whatever, you know, if you keep, keep doing it or, you know, looking around for the past 15 years, what we've done. So, you know, I think the time has come really with, with the climate crisis that we don't have any um, choice but to kind of lead the way on this, you know. Yeah, yeah, look, I see that as a very positive move. So I kind of praise you for that. And I hope that's the way it's welcomed as well by the, the wider public. I think it will be, you know. Um, as we get closer, is there any kind of key race day information now that we need to be letting people know about the, the day itself or the weekend itself? Obviously, as you said at the start, there's still plenty of time to sign up for anybody uh, no matter what the distance is and again your your website is the best place to go for that and we'll share those links as well but any other key information that you'd like to share um yeah i would say like we encourage all the runners and spectators to use public transport if possible right we also arranged park and ride service again from uh, the um the black ash center and the south city link the n27 right into the city center and they will go about every 10 minutes from about quarter to seven in the morning and um, so we'd really like to ask everybody, if possible, park out there and then use public transport or use the park and ride to come into the centre. It will drop you like a minute from City Hall. Um, we will also have additional early morning trains. Now, I can't really confirm them yet because we're, like we're working with Irish Rail and we're waiting for them to come back to us. But we're trying to put in additional rain trains from Cove, Mallow and Middleton and they should be arriving on I say quarter past seven, 25 past seven, something like that in Cork. So early enough, you know, to come over to City Hall for bag drop and everything. And we're just waiting now for the updates. And there's already information is on the website, corkcitymarathon.ie, and then race day information, parking and public transport. So you find already everything about park and ride, everything we have so far. In the next few days, we're going to update that with the train and the bus schedule as well. Um, Brilliant. Yeah, I, I think for people, it's important to arrive early as well themselves you know take taking the atmosphere to start line i know there's always a great buzz even well before the race starts the last thing as a runner you want to be doing is you know panicking last minute having to sprint to the finish or to start line and you know I, i've seen it happen and people upset their day before it even starts you know so like that you know and there is i think there is some road closures normally that you can only get your car in so far so oh, i yeah. certainly yeah absolutely be encouraging people give, give yourself plenty of time 
hopefully it's a good morning that we can get in there. There's normally great buzz around the city centre as well. So get in and soak up the atmosphere beforehand and arrive exactly. to the line relaxed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And if I can, I just recap again what people like, you know, in the com coming days, let's say, or the days before the race. Uh, first of all, all runners have to pick up the race number at the expo at City Hall, right? That's either on the Friday before between 12 and 7 o'clock or on the Saturday between 11 in the morning or 6 in the evening. And then we will also have uh, talks on stage again the Saturday as well. And then you get your race bib and on the bottom of the race bib, there's your, uh, there is a uh, bag tag, right, for Sunday morning. So City Hall bag drop will open around 7, I would say, maybe quarter to 7, something like that, on um, Sunday. And then people can drop off their bags with a race number attached to it. Then the full marathon starts at 8.15 from Patrick Street. The 10K runners then will assemble at actually quarter past eight as well, but on Merchant Key. And then they start their race on St. Patrick Street at quarter to nine. So they'll be brought down by the stewards after the full marathon has left Patrick Street. And then what's really important is so that the 10K runners know to assemble a merchant key at quarter past eight, because otherwise they might, you know, they might run into problems to get through world closures and so on and get into position in time. Or if they're and on then, Patrick Street, they might end up running a marathon instead of a 10K, which would be worse again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That too, that too. And then the half marathon would start on Monon Road at quarter past 10, same as last year. Yeah. And then all three races will finish on Patrick Street. So there'll be a really phenomenal right. atmosphere on the day. Yeah. Sounds good. Really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just around, you mentioned there around the race headquarters and the City Hall over the Friday and Saturday. What can people expect there? I think, Eamon, you're very involved there with the pacers and information desks, etc. Yeah, like we, 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 gather, we gather some of the pacers and also some kind of um, well-known runners as well um, to, to man the information desk. So you're getting information from, you know, experienced runners. So we can answer every question from, you know, um, you know, in terms of the course or in terms of like parking or, or how to get in in the morning or basically anything about about either the 10K, the half marathon or, or, or the full. There'll be experienced runners there um, to answer every every question, you know, and runners that know the, the race as well, you know, so that's, that's, that's very important. Brilliant. Yeah. Sounds like you have it all well under control. <laughs> So look again, less than three weeks to go. I know people will probably be listening to this over the week. Again, thanks very much for the discount code. We'll we we'll remind people once more it's CCMRD, 10% off any of the distances. Um so we're hoping to be there ourselves, myself and Damon. I'm pacing in the half marathon myself, the 140 group. Uh, really love it. It's a great day out and aim and in fairness again with all the pacers. You can see the buzz in that group starting again already as well. So um, I love being part of the day, I know Damon does as well. Damon is kind of going to get out and about this year. We're hoping to go live ourselves a few times over the day at various different points. So together, we'll have a great marathon, I think, and a great day out with everybody. And I encourage everybody to take part, get out and support. I think you have something going as well with support. Is it some groups? I think there's a prize, is it, or something that I read somewhere? Yeah, that's right. We're going to have... Uh fan zones this year as well so for any clubs uh, they can they can participate they can actually so they have to send us a quick email and we put them then um on the list of the official fan zone and what we'll do in the end is so they can set up their zone as they like with a lot of music and and noise and cheering and so on and then the runners afterwards can vote for the best cheer zone and uh, with that the best, the club which gets the most votes can win 300 euros as a cash prize for the club Brilliant. Great to see that as well, encouraging people to get out and support. 
So I think that's a wrap on it for today. Obviously, you know, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of information flowing through over the next couple of weeks on all social media channels. And again, we'll do our best here as well at Runner's Diary to keep the word going out there. But look, it's great to hear again. People can sign up um, and it's a great day to be part of no matter what distance or whether you get out and support it. It's, you know, it's a unique event. We don't have many events like this in the cities. So um, I'd encourage everybody running public or not running public uh, to get out and get a part, get, get involved. And thanks, guys, again for your input. Thanks, Julie, and thanks, Eamon. And we'll, we'll see you again soon, no doubt. Yes, we will. Thanks, hope, Brian. Thanks so much. Hopefully you won't have uh, too many sleepless nights between now and then. <laughs> we'll In, see. Enjoy it, you guys, too. We will, we will. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks, Julie. OK, thanks a million to Julie there. And Eamon, Eamon's going to stay with us for a while more. But some again, some great information there from the guys on this week's uh, podcast in relation to the Cork City Marathon. And again, thanks a million to Julie and Eamon for the discount code there, 10% off uh, by quoting CCMRD when you're entering the Cork City Marathon. Exciting times, Eamon, I'd say it's every day now at this stage, is it? You're kind of up to something, I'd say. Absolutely, like um, every single every single day, uh, including Saturdays and Sundays, like it's just it's just uh, non-stop at the moment. Um, you know, there's there's not a, an hour goes by that there's not some little thing that we have to um, you know um, sort out or whatever. But uh, everything is going really well. Entries are flying, and um, you know it's 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 uh, we're all all geared up now for a, a fantastic event on the day. So. It's brilliant, like, and, um, you know, something that, that I really like is just, you know, that we have a little section there on um, when people enter the race, um, you know, they, they can write down the reasons that they're they're doing the race, you know, and I really, I just read, read through that from time to time, and it really brings home how important a marathon is to a city, you know, and it's, I suppose it's something that's not to be taken for granted either, like, there's plenty of big cities that don't have marathons, like Liverpool and Birmingham don't have them at the minute, you know, so, so important, um, you know, like, what it, it it gives people, um, you know, the people are doing it doing it for charity or they're battling addiction or you know they're doing it for lost loved ones that they've lost during the year, um, and just some of the stories in there are are just are just amazing, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and um, that really keeps us going as organisers as well. That you know, that we know that we're you know, um, uh, there's good an awful lot of good to be got out of um, out of the hard work we put in, you know. Yeah, I think that's it. I think behind every marathon runner there's a story i mean oh, even yeah. my, myself included like i was i wasn't a runner i was a ga man more than anything and uh, my father yeah, yeah my father died of cancer and i ran i think it was 2014 or 15 i ran my first marathon in aid of the cancer society and and you know mm -hmm. at the finish line i said never again but we're still going anyway so yeah look as i said yeah. there's a great story behind them all so yeah you, you've been a busy man yourself in the last few weeks you paced at london even i think isn't it yeah, I paced London Martin, which was amazing. I paced and paced Limerick Martin in the week after. So three forty-five um, pace slot in both of them. London was a huge experience. It was just uh, amazing. It was, uh, you know, it was it was um, you know a bit more serious, I guess, than 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 the races here because it was so important, you know, and you know, very technical, and you, you lose GPS um, for uh, a good few of the miles here and there, you know. So mm -hmm. um, it was. It, it's uh, it takes a lot of um, uh, constant checking of the watch, but uh, everything went perfect. So I was delighted with it, and it was just an amazing. It's an amazing, amazing race for anyone that uh, yeah. ever wants to um, 
try to do London, it's just it's just brilliant, brilliant. Luckily, I've done it as well, yeah, yeah, many years ago. But yeah, you lose the signal going through some tunnels and things like that as well, don't you? Yeah, very walk and stuff like that. About two miles there, that you know, that your signal goes uh, goes all over the shop. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we'll get on with it again. It's, it's a hugely busy show, you know, with the midweek races now coming in. It's 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 busy and ever. I'm going to try something different with the park runs this week. You know, we've been calling out winners um, every week across the different regions. So I think this week there's a bit of news going around and we're going to start off with the McCroom Park Run in Cork. Uh, we just like to congratulate them there. They had their 10th birthday yesterday. Um, so well done to everybody behind the scenes in McCroom and everybody who takes part there every week. Um, no, great, great park run, one of the many park runs in Cork, Munster and Ireland. So um, doing great work every week there. And I'm sure it's been a way that has introduced many people to running and long may it continue. Um, also, uh, I'd like to give a shout out to my own club mate, uh, Tyga Sullivan. We've mentioned him quite a lot on the podcast. Tyg uh, set the course record in Mallow there yesterday. And I know it was one he was after for a while. So uh, well done to Tyg, finishing in a time of 16.50. Uh, you might want to talk about the one in Limerick there, Eamon. There was a good uh, attendance in Limerick where the VHI got involved over the weekend. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a great day. Limerick Park run, uh, VHI ambassador and an Olympian, uh, along with VH, VHI staff were on hand to cheer all the participants. Um, so that was that was fantastic. And I'd like to, to get someone mentioned each week from, from an achievement in a park run, no matter how big or how small, um, We'd like to um, m- mention this stuff. So anyone wants to um, drop a line uh, at any stage, um, it'd, it'd be great to get to get them on the show. Yeah, absolutely. No matter how young or old, we'd be delighted to call people out, and maybe we're going to tackle it like that for a couple of weeks to come. Anyway, we'll get stuck into the results because there's been there's quite a lot. There's a lot of races to catch up on this week. So we'll start off with uh, Wednesday night. Last Wednesday night, uh, we had the. Cork BHA Pfizer six mile road race, a uh, great attendance of 357 finishers there. Uh, first across the line was Shane Collins from Apple in a time of 31.05, followed by Dara Mulcahy from Pfizer's in a time of 31.34. And Donald Coakley, who was a very busy man this week from Gilead, was third in a time of 31.34. In the female event, uh, again, another woman who we constantly mention on the show, uh, Michelle Kenny was first there from the Department of Education in a time of 36.33. Carl Finn, second from Physical Therapy, Carl Finn Physical Therapy, 36.56. And Catherine Murphy from Janssen, uh, third in a time of 37.05. So well done, everybody. Uh, the 600, or sorry, the 357 runners at the six-miler. Thursday night, Eamon, you'll take us through the all results. Yeah, it's fantastic how, how, how good running is going at the minute. Like the, the night after then, there was 272 finishers um, in, in, in the all. So uh, first there for the men was uh, Pat Fitzgerald, time of 15.47. Uh, Mark Wall second on the same time. Um, very close behind him was Tony Forrest in third. Um, the women's event, uh, Fiona Santry won at a time of 17.14. Uh, with Nadine Ford second and Neve O'Connor uh, third. So that was uh, another fantastic result. Uh, race there on Thursday night. Yeah, and there was one Friday night in um, Brian was there. Yeah, Friday night we're up again, and again as you mentioned there, like huge numbers over the whole mm. week really. So Friday night, uh, we had the Mike Curley Cunningham four miler. Mike Curley Cunningham was a well known runner, of course, to many. Um, 124 finishers in that one. First home from Bill Boyacy was Declan Moore in a time of 1939. Second, Killian Lynch, uh, West Limerick SC, 20 minutes 42. And third, Sean Blackburn from Lee Villacy in a time of 21.39. 
In the ladies event, Dimpna Ryan from Dundrum AC was first home in a time of 22.42. Angela McCann was second from Clonmel AC in a time of 24.27. And third, Suzanne Shine from Clonmel AC again in a time of 25.30. And after Thursday night and Friday night, there was another one again Friday night. So we're in Waterford again. Uh, Eamon, again, you can take us through this one. This is the Bally Road yeah. 5K. Yeah, and there was uh, 213 finishers in that again, uh, as well, so that's brilliant. And again, uh, um, very strong um, Clonmel at the, at the moment. So that was won by um, Evan Fitzgerald at the time of 15.28. Um, second was Dermot Gorman from Carrigan Shore. And third was Noel Murphy from Waterford AC. And uh, the women's event then was won um, with a course record, actually, by uh, Kate Field from Waterford AC. Uh, second was uh, in the time of 17.46. Uh, second was Louise Morgan from Ferrybank. And third, Siobhan Hyland from uh, Waterford AC. I'm exhausted and we're not even at the weekend yet. There's a lot more to go. Saturday, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Saturday, there's one every race, nearly every night to tough So Saturday was a busy, busy day. Obviously, Killarney was uh, the home to many people for the weekend. Um, three, or sorry, two events there. There was the half marathon and the 10K. I'll take through the half marathon and the 10K. So an amazing 938 runners at the half marathon. Uh, you were one of them, Eamon, but I'll come back to that in a minute. So we had first place there was Derek Griffin in a time of 1.12.54. Second, and an outstanding run, uh, female was actually second overall as well. So well done to Neve Clifford from Denor Harriers in a time of 1.17.41. And third was David Murphy from St. Finbar's AC in a time of 1.18.13. Uh, the ladies event, Neve Clifford, uh, again, as we mentioned previously, she was second overall, first lady uh, from Denor Harriers. Uh, second lady on the day was Yulia Tara Sova from Clonmel Harriers in a time of 124.37. And third, a good spread of clubs here from Galway City Harriers, Emer O'Leary in a time of 128.52. And I'll just go through the 10K before I come back to Eamon. So there was actually a thousand finishers in the 10K. So that was nearly 2,000 runners in Killarney over that event, which is great numbers considering the Thursday Friday races as well. Uh, so first home there in the 10K was Vinnie Connolly from Mullingar Harriers in a time of 32.23. Second, Casper Peach in a time of 32.55. And third, Dara O'Leary. Um, I don't have his time there to hand, but Dara was third there. In the ladies' event, Siobhan Daly on Reupt. Uh, was a first lady home in a time of 39.32. Maria McCarthy from Farron 4 uh, AC was 40.21. And Maria Howard from Leeville AC in a time of 40.56. So great days running. A really hot day yesterday there, Eamon, I'd say. It was caught many by surprise. Yeah, well, I suppose it was one of, one of the kind of first real hot days of the year, you know, um, and um, like what a, what a brilliant event it really was, though, you know, um, like there was just so many runners around the place. Everyone is in great form. And um, yeah, I spoke to spoke Derek actually after after his win and um, Derek had, had, had ran uh, 2.30 in, in London as well um, a couple of weeks ago. So he's, he's flying it at the moment and uh, really nice fella. So I was delighted to hit that. Um, that he won um yeah look, just it was a fantastic uh race um it was my first time running it no i i, I don't do many half marathons mostly full as i do um i was a, a last minute call up there to, to replace fuzzy um as a pacer so i, I paced the 150 group and we we, we had a, we had a great group that followed us um all the way around and some really strong runners in that and um everyone was delighted really with their day out there it was just i, I couldn't say uh, give enough praise about the event to be honest you know, it was, it was brilliant. Yeah, just just a thing there to talk about, actually. And I know we mentioned in the opening section there about a good Samaritan pickup. 
I know there was a bit of an incident and we probably well, went too yeah. much. Yeah, but again, a bit of praise to Karen Bevan, I believe, is well, yeah. due. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think this is the missing thing about a pacer as well. A pacer yeah. helps in so many ways, but it's also eyes and ears out in the course too, I think, at many times, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, so, yeah, um, there was a runner in Karen's group that um, um, fell ill and um, Karen uh, alerted the... Um, the, the medical um, staff and stay with the runner um, until um, uh, the ambulance came and uh, thankfully everything turned out well but it was just really you know quick thinking from Karen really brilliant and uh, R Rory um, continued on with the group we got the, the rest of the group um, to the finish line on time but Karen really you know um, stepped up and was just like just fantastic and we're yeah. delighted that, that that we have both Karen and Rory um, at Pace and our 10k um, this year as well so there's two two um two fantastic people obviously and with the cheetah run as well coming up um during the week and um, they're very busy at the moment they're busy so, people, yeah. You know, yeah they can still give the time to uh to pace and clarity and stuff so look you know couldn't praise bottom enough to be honest you know I reckon Karen told the person to take take a fall to get a breather herself. She's so busy. So she need, she needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she, so yeah, we'll get onto that cheating one more again in a minute. But um, yeah, we're not even there yet. So Ross Carberry was another big one yesterday, and again there was two events there. There was the half marathon of Ross Carberry, and the 10k. I'll let you lead us out in this one, Eamon. Yeah, so the the um, the half marathon was won by Sean Deneen from Clannacilty in a time of one twenty seven twenty. Uh, second, Craig Carrington from uh, Cork Track Club, and third, Conor O'Leary from Clannacilty. Uh, the women's event was won um, by uh, Clara Ryan from St Finbars on uh, one thirty five thirty six. Um, Karen Walsh from Douglas was second, and Mary Horgan from Clannacilty was was third. And then there was uh, there was a ten k in that as well, with, which had four hundred and ninety finishers. Um, and Alfie Davis won that from Leevale and a time of thirty eight forty seven. It's actually his fifth year in a row winning the race, so that's that's an that's an amazing achievement. Uh, can't be many uh, people that win uh, any race uh, five times in a row, so that's just a, that's amazing. Uh, Billy O'Brien from Skibbereen was second, and J P Tracy uh, from Saint Finbars was third. So well done there. Uh, on the female um, side of it, there, Karen Croy from Bandon won at a time of 43.07. Second was Elaine Collins from Toker and Emer O'Brien in uh, third from Clannock Kilty. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Then as well, yeah. there was, um, sorry. <laughs> You're great. No, I was just going to say, again, like big numbers there. Again, we had 490 in the 10K and 192. Yeah. It's just incredible the amount of runners. Like, I don't know where the runners are all coming from, but so many races, but they all reporting big numbers. Funny thing about Alfie as well, as you said, five years in a row, I it didn't stop him from turning up again this morning to Bantir. Uh, so he, he gave Bantir another whack this morning. But yeah, these guys are, I can't understand it. I see so many guys and girls running back to back these days. It's, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday, we're still on Saturday. So we've got to Saturday evening now. Um, I think this is the most results we've ever had to call out. So sorry for bringing you on the week game and that we've never been so busy with results. But uh, Clonmel, we go to next. So uh, Saturday evening in Clonmel, there was 124 finishers there in the Tipperary Water 10K in Clonmel. So a lot of good 10Ks around this week, past week as well. Uh, again, a lot of well-known runners in this event, a very strong uh, Clonmel SC group again. So David Mansfield uh, led the way home there in a great time of 31.36. Sergio Chabani from Clonmel of Harriers in a time of 32.12. And our very own Andy Goulding from Grange from I, again, a guy who's really racing well at the moment. And it was mentioned even last week, I think, on the podcast, he came third in Wien last week and how he can transition from a marathon to shorter distance and, and finish third in a very high quality field. Uh, so well done to Andy there in a time of 34.14. 
In the ladies' event, great to see Courtney Maguire, last year's winner of the Dublin Marathon, Clonmelissi again, home athlete in 34-35. A woman who we mentioned three times on the show last week, but again this week, Keely Teeswell from Clonmelissi was second lady home in a time of 37-17. And third, again, another Clonmelissi athlete, Anne-Marie Halpin, in a time of 41-14. So great running there in Clonmel on Saturday evening. Yeah, and just a big, uh, shout out there to, Co- to Courtney that um, Courtney was our winner for that of the, the, the half marathon in Cork last year. And um, right. at the moment, we're, we're collecting uh, cups at the minute. She, she was uh, really easy to deal with, and we, we uh, got the cup back to Cork uh, very easily. So um, that's fantastic. We gladly take cups back in Cork in any sport, I think, these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we praise to get a temporary woman to collect it from Courtney, but uh, that's okay. we got it back to Cork anyway, yeah. Um, next up, so we're finally getting to Sunday, and I was at this one myself. Uh, well done to Mount Hillary AC. There was a great race there back in Bantair. The Bantair five miler had 186 finishers. So again, if you want to lead us through this one, uh, Eamon. Yeah, so the, um, this is won by Anthony Mannix from uh, Cork Track Club at the time of 26.03. Uh, second, Donald Coakley from Leeville, a busy week. Uh, and third, Gary Walsh um, from Boeing. Um, um, first on the ladies side was Lizzie Lee uh, 29.20 of course she was the winner of the, the Cork um, Marathon last year again very easy to get the cup back off her so that's brilliant um, second Brida uh, Gaffney and Mallow at 30.19 Brida is another fantastic runner uh, and Pacer as well uh, Rebecca McAvoy was third in percent in bars yeah and look again a great shout out to Mount Hillary AC there it was great they had to change the course I think later on the week there and they got a great course probably even better course I managed to scrape a PB there by one second, would you believe? So I sprinted for that finish, even though my legs were fairly hanging off me at that stage. But interesting enough, the course, uh, it was a kind of an out and back course at one stage. So you got to see the lead runners. So there was nothing between uh, Anthony and Donald there as they turned around yeah. about the two mile mark. So did a good old battle there for first and second. Mm-hmm. So just spoke to two guys very briefly at the end, two really top class guys as well. So well meant to both. And finally, thankfully, I know there were some other races around too, but uh, the last one we're going to call out today was a big one up in uh, up the country, up in Dublin. Uh, the Terranure Five Miler, uh, again, a very strong numbers, nine hundred and ninety four finisher, finishers at the Terranure Five Miler, and obviously it's a well known race and attracts uh, some top runners again. So, first home there was Aaron Hanlon from Drogheda and District AC in a time of twenty four forty two. Followed closely by Peter Samba, Dunboyne SC in a time of 24.51. And third, Martin Hoare from Selbridge SC in a time of 25.23. So three well alone runners there. In the ladies' event, Kara Hickey from Brothers Pairs ASD in a time of 27.58. Barbara Cleary from Dunnore Harriers in a time of 29.44. And third, Megan McCarthy from Kilkenny City Harriers in a time of 31.34. And that concludes the results for this week. We need to go for a coffee or a pint or something after that, Eamon, I'd say. Definitely, Dam- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damien definitely picked a good week to, to, to avoid that one. <laughs> right, next we'll move to the competition. So we had a competition again with the Eagle AC Club, giving us three entries to the photo, Cheetah, Run, 5K, which comes up next Thursday night, the 18th of May. Now, I'm not sure time of recording, but I know they were down to... The last several entries at this stage, I think. So, if yeah, you're interested, get... Karen and Rory yesterday, or um, sorry, in, in Killarney, they, they were expecting it to to have have sold out by today, Sunday, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe this is your this this person who we're going to call out now in a minute might be the last person to get a ticket. I don't know, but 
Look, yeah. it's if they're not sold out, they're going to be sold out any minute soon. So uh, we made a drawer, and the lucky winners, three winners of our competition are. So the lucky winners of our three tickets to the Eagle AC Cheetah 5K in Photo Wildlife Park. I believe these are the golden tickets, possibly the last three entries. So first up, drawn from our Facebook page, Donald Murray from St. Finbar's AC, I believe. So congratulations, Donald. You're taking one free entry to the Cheetah 5K on next Thursday night. Uh, second winner from Mount Hillary AC Club is Deirdre Fallon also picked from our Facebook page. So again, congratulations to Deirdre Fallon from Mount Hillary AC Club. And finally, our third golden ticket winner, uh, this time drawn from our Instagram page. And congratulations to Michael DC, uh, the final golden ticket for the Cheetah 5K at Helen Photo Park on Thursday evening. Again, a fantastic event. Well done to Eagle AC. Thanks to Karen and Rory, the race directors there for a great prize. It's going to be an incredible night. You know, really hope everybody enjoys it. Who gets there, you know, the guys put on a great race, a couple of races during the year. And this one is always special. And again, congratulations to our three winners, Donald Murray, St. Finbars, Deirdre Fallon, Mount Hillary AC, and Michael DC, uh, winners of, I believe, the last, possibly the last tickets. Um, Check out Eagle AC's social media pages. If there's a few left, then they'll be gone in the coming days. So make sure uh, if you're still interested, jump on it. Okay. Uh, so again, thanks for the prize. If there's other clubs like to get involved with us, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Uh, again, we're just all about promoting local clubs, uh, clubs throughout the country and races throughout the country. Anyone that's trying their best to push athletics forward, we're right behind them. And that's what this podcast and all our social media pages are about. So again, thanks to the guys for this competition. Uh, and I hope everybody enjoys next Thursday evening. So congratulations to our winners there again. It's going to be a great day out in the Photo Wildlife Park next Thursday night. I got a fantastic pass, a, a media pass, which I believe. So I'm hoping to make my way there. Uh, now, the problem with the media pass is it has a picture of me as when I dressed up as a woman there recently at the 5K. So I'm not sure if they'll recognize me, but uh, I might have to put on the costume again to get in, get in tree. But look, that's a great. I went to myself on Thursday night as well. So I'm looking forward to that now. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Look, it's all, it's a, as, as we've said for the last few weeks, it's a unique venue and a great atmosphere there always. So uh, one to look forward to. So with that, we'll move forward to the fixture section. Okay, so first up, as we mentioned, next Thursday night is the Photo Cheetah 5K run in the in uh, Photo Wildlife Park. So again, we're all looking forward to that one, a great event every year. Big numbers, they have a juvenile run race as well there, obviously, as well. So again, exciting to be looking forward to that one next Thursday night, Friday night. Um, yeah, fr Friday morning there is one at um, six a.m. The IMRA Bear uh, uh, Way Ultra one hundred seventy kilometer trail race, which has um, five thousand two hundred fifty four meter uh, of ascent. So that's going to be um, a unique challenge for everyone there. So that, uh, yeah, I love hearing that's, about those uh, events. They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You, you're not. Into, have you done trails, Simon? No, uh, I've done, I've done, you know, I've done an ultra, right, but I haven't done any trails, like, so um, I, I, I hope to kind of, you know, move on to them sometime and get more time, you know, but uh, yeah. I just love the idea of them, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really well organised, and again, well done to everybody in Imra because they're great events and really yeah. simple events, well organised events, you know, and, uh, you know, good value for money events as well. Uh, you need to be a bit mad, I think, for those ones, but yeah. these guys, these guys are special, I think, you know, they're tough guys. Yeah, so, especially, yeah, yeah. Uh, well done to them. Also next Friday, later on in the day, um, I'm hoping to be at this one myself. It's on at 7.30 p.m. 
and that's the Buttervent four miler. Again, entries are still available there. Uh, so again, Buttervent is the best. Be next Friday night in North Cork. Uh, Tipperary is next, I think. Tipperary then, yeah, Friday night as well, seven seven thirty as well. Paul Mokef, uh, eight kilometer road race, another good one there. And then Saturday. Yeah, yeah Saturday we're going back to Kerry again for another long one. I think the Kerry fifty k ultra marathon takes place at nine a.m. in Kerry. So again, that's a challenging one for anyone interested in that one. And again, um, another Imra race on a Saturday, um, 11 a.m. this time, a Bear Away Challenge is a 25-kilometer trail race, um, 1,100 meters of ascent. So that's a good kind of, uh, I suppose, uh, entry level to the um, to the to the um, uh, Imra World. Longer one earlier on, you know, so that uh, maybe next year then you you could, you could try this this year, <laughs> long one year after. <laughs> yeah. Tipperary again, we go back to Tipperary. So Sunday, the 21st of May at 10 a.m., the horse and jockey six kilometer run. So that's not too far away for anyone who wants to travel to that one. Sunday, the 21st at 10 a.m. Uh, Kilkenny next. We're really Kilkenny getting around. Is, yeah. Kilkenny Sunday morning as well, 11 a.m. Uh, Stony Ford, uh, 10K and 5K challenge. Um, so another good one there. And then, and then another one, Tipperary as well. Yeah, back to Tipperary again, Sunday the 21st, the John Kelly Memorial 7.5 kilometre run, and that's with Templemore SC. So plenty of action coming on, obviously, with the longer evenings and the better weather. You know, you're nearly at a race every day, if not every second day anyway, at least at this stage. Mm. So no reason not to get out and race at the moment. So again, if you want to find out more about those fixtures, you can check out our own calendar. Uh, Imra, again, if you're specific to Imra, you can check out imra.ie. Those guys have a, a very informative website as well. So make sure to join them what's the next couple of weeks like for you Eamon any is it just uh, utter mayhem is it or what's the really crazy like you know yeah um uh, <laughs> there was a time when running was a pastime but <laughs> yeah changed there somewhere along the line so i'm probably not doing a whole lot of running myself i at one stage i was kind of hoping to do maybe the the, the 50k in in Tralee, but I, I think it's unlikely now to stay so just busy with an awful lot of things at the moment so um all the focus really is in uh on the cart marathon at the moment yeah brilliant yeah 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 uh, again look just to let people know we have a great interview with katrina mccairn and this week it's, it's really well worth to listen to i mean again the woman is phenomenal and you know when you listen to her some of what she says on the interview um and again she sent us notes prior to the interview uh and i could just as i read the notes i just kind of knew i kind of felt the mind of this person is a, you know a born winner really in some ways um some woman to watch over the years Eamon. Oh, I'm, I'm incredible, you know, it's just it's just one of, one of these people, I suppose, you know, if there, if there was 10, 10 people like her in our lifetime, I doubt it, you know, it's just yeah. like one of these, you know, elite, elite athletes that, you know, we can be so proud of, you know, and, you know, it was a great time for Irish athletics at the time, herself and Sonia, and hopefully we're coming into it, maybe a period as well, where we, we, we can look forward to, you know, similar level athletes um, over the next few years, you know, potentially winning. Uh, medals for Ireland so look it, 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 it's um, but Katrina was you know a real hero for everyone in Ireland uh, when we were growing up so uh, it's brilliant that, that you got her on the show just fantastic yeah yeah and she was lovely to deal with as well now so sit back have a listen to this one okay so we're delighted to have our next guest join us this day and we're pretty honoured to have Katrina McCarran as our guest this week Katrina uh is a winner of 16 Irish senior titles, eight national records, including the national marathon record time of 2.22.23, which I believe still stands today. She's run in two Olympics, Barcelona and Atlanta, a world cross-country championships, uh, silver medalist four times, a European cross-country champion, gold medalist 
Berlin marathon winner, London marathon winner, Amsterdam marathon winner, and many, many more. And I'm pretty exhausted calling that out already. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Katrina. Thank you very much, Brian. Uh, delighted to come on and uh, share my views and opinions and knowledge. Absolutely. And on top of all that, which we'll get to later on, you're a great running coach now uh, with a specialist, I think, in chi running as well. So we'll find out more about that as we go. But I think it's one of the best CVs we've had. We've had stars on the show, but we I think this is a, a global star we have now. So we're really excited about this one. And I know our listeners are really, really excited as well. So maybe to settle things down, we're going to get going like we do with most people. We'll have a bit of a quick get to know you with some rapid fire questions. So I'll start off with Damien, maybe to kick us off. Right. So Katrina, a nice and easy one to start off. Flat or hilly course? Which do I prefer? Was yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Well, I trained in, in Cavan on the golf courses and where we lived was very, very hilly. So I was always very used to, to running on hills. Uh, and I believe it made me very, very strong. I remember going to different races um, abroad, like cross-country races in Belgium and Portugal and Spain and places like that. And they were flat. And psychologically as well as physically, I had an advantage mm. because I was used to running on, on, on hilly, uh, hilly courses. So uh, look at either or what goes up must come down. Type <laughs> of thing, so. The next question, I think I know the answer to this one. I, again, I'll clarify this. We have to. I'm going to say short or long distance, and we call short anything below five k. But uh, middle distance, long middle distance, distance for sure. Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cross country, road, or track. Which is your favourite? Um, I wasn't. Yeah, we'll start with what I wasn't too fond of. I wasn't that fond of the track, to be honest. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Was because. Uh, I just found it very enclosed and um, also the races were a little bit short initially when I started it was only 3k so that didn't suit me and then 5k and, and the 10k on the track but another problem was there was all like because I was running then long distance like 10k on the track they were always held in very very hot conditions and I found that a little bit challenging as well so the track actually uh, wouldn't have been my favourite uh, and then you know, cross-country road. I love cross-country at the start, and that's grass. You know, that's where it all starts from, and it's it's very pure. It's very, very natural, and growing up on a farm, it was very, very easy mm. for me. So um, it certainly was the number one. And then I had success in the marathon on the road. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's top of the list as well. <laughs> okay, next question. I suppose the shoes have changed dramatically over the more recent years, but what, what would have been your favourite shoe brand? Well, look, I have to be loyal. <laughs> I was sponsored. I was sponsored by Adidas, so um, uh, that's the that's the ones I use now. They have certainly, as you said, they have certainly changed a lot, and the shoes are so so much better now, and uh, the carbon fibre plates and all of that. And uh, I don't mind a shoe that helps people, you know, takes the impact of the body, but. Uh, I just don't like the idea of something that makes people run faster or helps or assists people in run fa running faster. I do have a little bit of a bee in my bonnet about that. But certainly a good cushion shoe is, is good because uh, it takes the impact of the body. Yeah. Miles or kilometres? Oh, miles. 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 Good. <laughs> it's an age thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're showing our age. Yeah. Um, Run alone or with a partner or group? 
Uh, I just like to run. I would have done a lot of running by myself um, down through the years. Most of my training, probably 95% of my training was by myself when I was competing at the top level. Um, and look, I just love to run, whether it's by myself or with somebody else. I just love the feeling of the ground underneath me. I love the I love the feeling of youthfulness at this stage. And I love just the, the freedom that it gives and the confidence that it gives me. Um, do you prefer training in hot or cold weather? Uh, again, I'm showing my age. <laughs> I like a little bit of heat now, actually. Uh, look, and, and I do very little running now, so it doesn't really matter. But back in the day, I suppose, when I was competing and going to run track races in the likes of Seville and it 35 degrees, that was a little bit of a challenge and uh, something that I, I didn't really, you know, I felt that, you know, the two the two uh, Olympic Games that I ran with in were Barcelona and Atlanta. So very, very hot places and particularly Atlanta because I was at a good age and I had prepared well and I felt that I could have done a lot better in the Olympics had it not been for the humidity and the heat. Yeah. Um, are you a morning or evening runner? Um, morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could run for an, an, another country, who would it be and why? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have an answer to that, that's to be okay, honest. That's all right. Now, I, I got to jump in here. If you thought that was a strange question, we had a guest on last week who got asked about a toaster setting. So <laughs> I, I got away lightly. He yeah. even, J, Damien even rang me today to ask me. About, well, I, I rang him about it. But anyway, we, thank God it's not here this week asking you what's your favorite toaster setting. So, <laughs> um, If you didn't run, you would... What would you do? I would do some kind of sport. Are you yeah. asking sport or no, just anything? Like anything? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I I was very very active growing up. I played a lot of camogie. I in the summertime I would have cycled around the country roads for a couple of hours. I would have swam in the lakes, hit the tennis ball up against the gable of the house. So I was very very active. Had a lot of energy. So if it wasn't running, it was certainly going to be some other sport. And. Lastly, I can't run without blank. My runners. What would you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. we, we've got the good answer, which I think I can't remember who was it. A smile one day, which I liked. I liked well, that answer. Important. Yeah, 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 I liked. Yeah. I liked that answer. Yeah. So we start getting into it again. We won't spend. You know, you've done so much over the years and interviews and things like that, so we won't go too long. But like, just tell us. You've you've even mentioned it a few times already starting off as a young girl in rural cabin running around the farms and things like that. Like do you, you didn't really get into and you were playing camogie, as you said, as well. So, you know, when did you find athletics really as a sport that you wanted to pursue? So not until I was 18 and my last year at secondary school there was an athletic club set up and I joined us mainly to get out of school as we all did, and um, I just went on to win the All-Ireland Schools Cross-Country Championships just from a little bit of running around the fields at home, and um, then I realised, yeah, that I had a talent for it, and uh, my coach, Joe Doonan, was only lived, he was in County Leitrim, but still it was only a 15-20 minute drive from home, so he was my coach all during my career, and uh, he was very, very good, very meticulous, and um, People always say he was ahead of his time. And um, 
I started working with him probably when I was, yeah, shortly after when I finished uh, secondary school. And uh, it took off fairly quickly from there, to be honest. Uh, began to win senior titles. And then even when I went abroad, I found that I could compete fairly decent abroad. Mm. And um, yeah, I suppose then the, that was 1988. And then the major, major breakthrough would have been in the winter of 1991, uh, when I won a lot of the Grand Prix cross-country races around Europe. And then in March of 92, I was I was second in the World Cross Country Championships in Boston. So really, you know, that was the that was a big break to show. Because you just something to pick up on there, which you say from your earlier time, which I think is kind of something quite prevalent at the moment is you obviously didn't get into running until you were 18 years old. You didn't start it. Mm-hmm. And I think at the moment there's a lot of emphasis on girls, especially not, you know, falling out of sport at a young age and not really going back into it but I think it's just kind of important for people to realize like you can always go back to running or start running at a lot older age you know I seem to be a lot of pressure on kids now to go running at six seven eight and do it as long as they can Um, did you have any interest when you were before that in running or was it just at 18 you went right no I'm going to try this yeah I think to answer your question um, you know they're very very young um, you know going training going athletics training at under eight, under 10, under 12. And they're not doing it because they want to do it. It's parents, you know, and it's parents that's bringing them, bringing them along. And um, at that age, they can get one bad experience that can turn it off, turn them off it for mm. life. And I think there's nothing wrong with 18, 20, 22, 24, even older. Uh, deciding to take up running a couple of good years of base training at the age of maybe we'd say 24 a couple of good years of mileage that can become really really good so I think it is a little bit of an issue whereby youngsters are starting taking it too serious too young and um, they just they just get fed up with it they don't enjoy it and maybe at that age as well you know under 12s under 14s they were winning and then they come to under 16s under 18s juniors or whatever and they find themselves down the field and they're not able to cope with that so I think it would be better to make it a little bit more fun for them less competitive maybe have more relay type of things rather than individuals because psychologically they're not developed enough to make up their own mind and and take the pressure of individual sport yeah, exactly. No, it was just, I'm just something I just picked up on there. Um, so we kind of we'll jump forward now again. And obviously, you said you have had your breakthrough, and you know you you you're absolutely world or silver medals and everything like that. Representing Ireland, obviously, did was that obviously one of your highest honours you probably have got? You know, must have been an absolute privilege to get the Irish singlet at that stage. Yeah, to be if I'm honest, and I I would never think about it too much obviously I wanted to do my best that was the singlet type of thing you know people when they get their first singlet they're in awe but to me it was just something that I needed I I don't mean this in a bad way it was something that I wore during the races but I certainly wanted to do to do my best and to give people something to cheer about and something to celebrate and that was something that was always in the back of my mind during my career that I wasn't and I'm not sure was this a good thing, but I certainly wasn't doing it for myself. I was doing it to give enjoyment to other people. Yeah. And when you mentioned earlier that you won, you know, your first silver medal at World Championships, uh, 
I think like that was probably an unexpected one, maybe, you know, when you kind of burst onto the scene there. When you came back then again for the second, third and fourth, had mm-hmm. like, did the landscape change that, you know, you're now a watched runner more so than someone that, you know, broke through the first year, I suppose. Yes, yeah, of course. And every winter season in the build up to the World Cross Country Championships, there was a Grand Prix series. So there possibly was 10 races or, or so in that series. And uh, I would have done maybe four or five of them in the build up to the World Cross Country Championships. And uh, you were meeting a lot of the same athletes at those races. And I was lucky enough to be able to win the overall Grand Prix uh, three years in a row. So, yes, I was the one to, to watch out for. But uh, on the day of the World Cross Country, look, silver is good, but uh, it would have been nice. I don't lose any sleep over it, obviously, but uh, it would have been nice to have uh, one gold one of those mm. years. Yeah, definitely. And, like, <clears throat> you know, I've seen... I've read, I can't remember exactly where I read it, but I read somewhere that, you know, you um, obviously you've been to Olympics and, you know, everyone's dream in running is to be in the Olympics. Did I read somewhere that the build up to the Olympics is something that you didn't quite enjoy yourself in it? You know what I mean? As in there was just so much attention on this one big day where you had to perform. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, and I didn't like um, I didn't like the attention. I didn't like the. You know, when you go to an Olympics, it, it looks great on the television. Don't get me wrong, it's it's great to be able to, to to compete in Olympic Games, but there's too much hype about it. And um to me, I wish I had just treated it like any other race. I just didn't like for months uh, in the build up to it, there was talk about the Olympics, the Olympics, the Olympics. But I think for athletes, if they can just block all of that noise out of their mind and just treat it as another race. Um, mm. And I think they will get a lot more out of themselves. Uh, it's more, you know, it's, it's a big money thing rather than more than anything else. So mm-hmm. just treat it as another race and, and you know, do, do your very best without getting caught up in all the hype that's involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. And then... I might ask you a bit about the marathon experience then, you know, one of the most famous, you know, clips I always see is you winning the London Marathon, but obviously Berlin was a win, Amsterdam as well, where you, you set the national record. And as I said, still stands today. What was that experience, the big city marathons, I suppose, how did they fare out? Yeah, I loved the training for the marathons, funny enough, because uh, I was made for the long haul. I used to get tested in Trinity on the treadmill all the time. And I remember the very first time that I got tested, they could see that the marathon was going to be my game. So uh, the training for the marathons was much easier than cross-country training because the cross-country was only six kilometres. And I felt always under a little bit of pressure because it was more speed orientated. Whereas with the marathon, it was long, easy. Well, not so easy, but it was Mm, a sustained effort whereby I was more in control of. So... um, I love the changeover from the the shorter tra- shorter distance training to the longer marathon training, and uh, it suited me much much better. And my first marathon in Berlin, look, it was I think the, the saying a change is as good as a rest, and there was no apprehension there at all. I knew whatever time I was going to run was going to be a PB anyway, so I had myself comforted. I comforted myself with that, but uh, yeah, it was a great experience to. To, to win a marathon and then 
London is such a big occasion and it's such a big marathon um, to have won the London Marathon. It's something mm. that I'm very, very thankful for. Oh, it's like it's it's an incredible thing, like Berlin and London, they're iconic, obviously, races, you know. But in a build up to a marathon, a lot of these marathons, would you would you have stuck regimentally to a kind of, you know, similar uh, build up to him as in like, you know, a weekly mileage or would they have changed um, year on year, race on race over time? Yeah, so look, you have to find out what, what works best for you and everybody's different and I can only speak from my own experience and it was a lot of miles. There was 100, and 100 or 110 miles a week, so it was a lot, a lot of training, but it was very varied and uh, no day was the same. Like some days was, you know, a speed session of, of long intervals, maybe five, six, seven, eight, nine, 12 minutes, 15 minute intervals. Another day then, you know, I would run twice in the day. Uh, then another day would be a threshold run. Then you had your long run. Uh, there were some track sessions thrown in there as well. So it was very, very varied and different speeds and different heart rates that I had to work at. And um, look, it was enjoyable. And, and that's the key with any with any sport is to enjoy to enjoy it and to enjoy the journey of it. If you don't, then you're not going to get the most out of yourself and not to think too much about the outcome. Like you have your goal there, but the most important thing is to focus on each day as an individual day and in, do the best that you can do on that on that particular day in training. And because it's a long build up, you know, it's 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 16 weeks to 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 build up to a marathon, you know, when and even when you're starting at that, you're fairly fit. But uh, so it's just important just to enjoy the process of the training yeah. and uh, see where it takes you. Yeah, I think as well to let people know, like when you when you won the Berlin Marathon, I think it was the fastest debut marathon, if I'm right, uh, by a female athlete. It was when you you were the first Irish woman to win a senior uh, medal on the global stage as well. Um, to me, I think you you know you talk these things down a bit in, in some ways, you know. Yeah, well, I suppose Brian, to be honest, <laughs> it's all history now, and what I'm more interested in is being able to help the present generation get the most out of themselves. That's that's my passion. And in something that I say that would help to spur somebody on, that's what's more important now. Mm. And OK, so and on that note, obviously, athletics at the moment in the last few years has moved on an awful lot. We spoke about carbon shoes. We've spoke, you know, you, you can look at times, everything like that. What condition do you think athletics is in at the moment we said from the last 10 years up to now yeah i think we have a lot of very very good athletes very very talented athletes um and as i say nobody ever sets out to say say they're at a, a european championships or a world championships they're all there because they deserve to be there they've trained hard they've got qualifying times and they want to do their best. They don't wake up on the morning of their event and say, ah, I'm not going to give it a good effort today. Of course they want to do their best. And I do get a little bit upset and annoyed when when they're criticised because uh, I know how hard they train. I know the, the work that they put in and I know that they do want to, want to do well and they want to do their country proud. So, you know, it's there's a lot of... It's an individual sport, so... There's a lot of work put in. Um, you have to, you know, 
I suppose for an athlete, they have to know, first of all, what they want and work towards achieving that. Whatever that is, whatever their level is, not everybody can be a winner, not everybody can get on the podium. But certainly I would, it would be nice for athletes to get the most out of themselves and get supported in, in the best possible way so that they can get the most out of themselves. And also an athlete's career is very, very short. When you're in the middle of it, you think, oh, this is going to last forever. But um, it's a very, very short window. And that's what I would like to say to them as well is to leave no stone unturned um, because there's a lot of time for living afterwards and be bold in your decisions, whereby if that means maybe taking time off work or taking time out of college to get the most out of yourself and you know, be true to yourself every day after training, say to yourself, okay, did I put in 110% there today? Did I do everything possible to make me better in a couple of weeks' time? Did I get enough rest? Did I eat properly? Did I drink enough water? Simple things like that. Uh, Did I avoid stress as much as possible? Because all of those things, they're all factors to help you get the most out of yourself. And, um, to really believe, as I said, that if you if you want something badly enough or if you want to achieve, you do need to put in those 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 long hours, all of the work. But be grateful that you're able to do that. Number one, be grateful that you have the health and the talent to do it and um, put in the work that is required to to get the most out of yourself. I'm not talking about, you know, not as I said, not everybody's going to bring home a medal, but when you finish the race and when you can, when you have time to reflect on it and say to yourself, I really give that 110%. And I suppose a lot of athletes, because of social media now, there's never any hiding place. And how they, I suppose, can avoid that, you have a choice. Do you want to engage in that or do you want to just, totally block yourself away from that Mm. and whichever you feel is of benefit to you if you feel that being on social media can give you a little bit of an edge if you feel that being on social media puts pressure on you then back away from it and you know it's all about as I said getting getting the most out of yourself and Mm. and working towards your goals yeah absolutely I know you spoke to us just I suppose off air about the traits of a winner um and from from you know as a kind of a coaching role as well, what you know, what, to, for a runner to get the most, and you've mentioned a lot of it there. Like, what are the key traits that make up a winner? I suppose. Yeah, I suppose um, deciding what you want, and accepting where you where you are now with with your level of fitness, and be patient in working towards achieving your goals, and. Um, and accepting setbacks because there's always going to be that's the that's the nature of 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 sport in general uh you're going to unfortunately have days that aren't so good but accepting them and that shows the true character of of uh of a top sports person is when they can come back after setbacks and um but you have to enjoy it i really and really believe that you have to enjoy it if you don't enjoy it again you're not going to 
to get the most out of yourself. Mm. And, and running is a lot mental as yeah. well, Katrina. It's obviously, you know, when you're in the middle of the race, like, you know, in a way, sometimes it's, it's nice just to zone out and just go, right, just run, which I think is very important. And like, I've run some of my better races when I have just went, I'm just running. I don't care. I'm not yeah. going to look at the watch. I'm not Absolutely. going to do everything. Yeah. And the ones I went in with expectations have the ones that where I have nearly went, damn it yes, <laughs> that yeah, has not yeah. worked out for me yeah, yeah yeah no and it's about you know letting go of the desired outcomes and, and fully embrace the privilege and, and process of pursuing all your goals and all your dreams that's that's the key because and, and as we say getting out of your own way and I know myself and as you said Damien there the less you think about it and just get out and do it the better because if you think too much about it you're wasting energy and look it is natural that we get a little bit nervous before races and maybe overthink it that's natural and we shouldn't beat ourselves up about that uh, we shouldn't resist those negative thoughts just you know allow them to come but realize that okay they're not serving me very well they're not going to help with my performance realize that you know that okay, I have these negative thoughts, but at the same time, I can flip them around to, to positive thoughts so that I can get, get the most out of myself. And um, yeah, I think the more we can just, I, I, I spoke to a young girl there a few weeks back and um, it was actually twins and they were only 14 or 15 and the parent mother brought them to see me. And um, one of them, she said, at the end of a race, I feel that I could run a couple hundred meters more and the other one said she or she she virtually gets sick when she crosses the finish line because she gives it so much and I said to her and how do you do that and she says I just forget about everything and go for it and that's that sums it up like mm -hmm. just forget about everything and just and 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 for me at the start line what I used to say and even now when I just do little runs I say I'm going to give it my best today because I may never get a chance again like just think of it as as, the, as that day, just the present moment and give it your best. And when you start stand at the start line and just say to yourself, I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to do my very, very best. And once you do that, there's a little bit of comfort in that because you know that, that you can't do anything more on your best. You know that when you cross that finish line that you couldn't have ran a half a step forward or you couldn't have ran a half a second faster. And once you do that, you know, nothing else can be expected from you. And it relieves the, the anxiety then as well of, 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 um, of, being, of the fear of, of the fear of failure, as we call it. And basically what we mean when we say the fear of failure, we're, we're, we're afraid of, it's more so the fear of not being able to cope with the bad feeling of not doing, doing well, if you understand what I'm saying. So, yeah, Katrina, sorry, don't forget, like, would you, I, and for me, I think sometimes nearly Strava and all this Facebook and Instagram has fed into a lot of that before where, you know, people before used to run a race and it was only the person next to you really knew what you ran, but now you have within the finishing the race, you have within five minutes results up on, you know, chip timing and you have Strava gone up and you have Facebook and you have all this stuff. Yeah. And people are like, oh, Jesus, I was, I, I thought I'd get a PB today now. And, oh, God, everyone knows, sees that I'm not doing it this way. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's We have no control over that, though, Damien. So we just no. have to accept. We have to accept yeah. that that's the way it is. But what I'm saying is if 
I'm going to do my best. It's as simple yeah. as that. Not overthink it. And obviously you're going to be a little bit nervous beforehand. That's the nature of it. But because you're preparing, you're, the body's preparing for a little bit of a fight sort of thing. So uh, you're going to have a little bit of nerves. But again, not to try and resist those. Just accept them. That's the way I am. That's the way it is. And there's a lot of things in life we don't have control over and we just have to go with it. And But... Yeah. As as we're talking here now, what I w- the point I would try to get across to people is, I'm going to do my best, and that's all that can be expected. Uh, and that mentality, Katrina, like you know, you can train. Obviously, you mentioned earlier about the physical training and the miles that you clocked in, but training the mental side of it, the mental toughness, you know, for yourself or for for coaching people, can that be trained or can that be developed? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like it's it's like the physical part of it is only one part of it. Um, the 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 men the you know the mindset in the process of achieving your 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 goals and that just can't be you can't just put that into play on maybe two or three days before the event that has to be that's part of the along with the physical that's part of the of the process in that every day that you train that you're getting mentally stronger. And I think as well, the physical, you know, the more physically strong, the fitter that you get, the the psychological part comes into play then as well, that you get more mentally strong then as well. The two, the two work together. Mm -hmm. Very good. And I suppose, again, just to bring it forward more into the coaching side of it, I know, again, we mentioned the chi running and things like that. as I think I read somewhere too where you said before you you've never you'd never retire as a runner you're always involved somewhere and obviously you're involved a lot and we saw you in London there recently again but Katrina today what's Katrina's biggest challenges today or biggest input back to sport yeah well I do a lot of um Brian I do a lot of classes with uh, not not serious runners just people that like to run for for their well-being and for their fitness and for the social outlet um and I enjoy doing those classes and, um, you know, I, I, more and more people are running nowadays, I think, because mm. uh, life is a little bit more stressful than it was maybe 20, 30 years ago. And people just uh, want a stress relief and they find that in running. And uh, I just love, enjoy, I enjoy helping people uh, and, and uh, helping them with the running, helping it to make it easier on themselves so there's less impact on their body. And uh, just for... Few people out there who might not know what's exactly like with your with your chi running. What is the what's the philosophy behind that, and what's the you know how do people what what people learn from it? Yeah, so basically, uh, Damien, what it is, it's showing people good mechanics for running to make it easier on themselves, so there's less impact on their body. And uh, I focus on three main things: uh, good posture, learning to land more efficiently and also then working with gravity in your favor so that you're kindly kind of falling forward the whole body as a unit from your ankles so rather than reaching forward with your legs your feet are landing underneath your body the upper body's leading the way and the stride is coming out behind as opposed to to breaking with every stride that's actually though and like I would, and this is me asking you a question of, but this is not something. So I heel strike. I'm an awful heel striker of like horrendously bad. And would, is she running something that would kind of like help that or 
and I've been once I've I've been told two years ago when I asked somebody could I change my running style from heel striker I was told no you're too old <laughs> there's no point in changing it no you are what you are is what I was told yeah so is that true <laughs> no not at all because every day every week I have loads of people that uh, I help with their running and you know you said about the heel strike day I mean it's very very easy to rectify that and it's just me showing you what to do like keeping um, having a shorter stride always have your feet landing underneath your body and keeping the front of your ankle joint relaxed rather than dorsiflexing which creates the heel strike which creates the breaking effect so keep the front of the ankle relaxed short steps underneath the body and then naturally you land just just behind the ball of your foot Okay, I'll be on to you afterwards. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, but no, it, and, and look, it, nobody in anything in life, nobody is ever too late to change. Uh, it's if you want to change, that's the thing. And if you, put in, if you put in the little bit of practice and the little bit of focus, that's the, that's, of yeah. course, we can change with anything he, he, in life. He's now over 40, so it is true that you're old. <laughs> that, the second half of that question. <laughs> <laughs> and just just on that, I think because I actually did get a text just before we came on air about someone who's interested in you know living in Cork and interested in when I think this tour is around. Is it our DA help you host classes in other areas? Is it or how, how can they find out more about this? Yeah, so I, I I do most of them in Dublin now, Brian. To be honest, I I uh, that's where I do most of them. But I have people from Cork coming up as well. So uh, there you go. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good, yeah. good, good. We'll, we'll get that out there as well. Uh, again, we're entering a busy time of the year, I suppose. We have the Cork Marathon coming up in a couple of weeks' time and, and a few other marathons as well. And, of course, Dublin people will be start. What would be your biggest advice for people, whether it be their first marathon or their 10th marathon or whatever it may be, the key elements of training, I suppose, and preparing and as they get closer to the marathon? And I know that's a huge question because there's so much, but... Yeah, so uh, to follow a plan, that's important. Um rather than just getting up every morning and deciding or whatever many days a week you're training, deciding then what you're doing. It's very important to, to, to follow a plan and uh, not to compare yourself to other people because uh, you can do what you can do and uh, not what somebody else can do. And also to make sure to get plenty of rest, plenty of recovery. Uh, it might say on the plan, maybe, for instance, we'd say on a particular day, it might say on a Wednesday to run 10 miles and maybe had a really busy day of work that you didn't sleep well the night before. Uh, and you have to decide yourself, OK, well, I'll leave that for this evening and maybe wait until tomorrow evening. So you have to be... You have to decide, like no plan is cast in stone. You have to be sensible about your training, sensible about your recovery, uh, because sometimes, you know, just when we're tra training for a marathon, we think, OK, I have to do loads and loads mm. of miles. But it's important that you get to the start line healthy. So just be sensible yeah. about the training. I think that's that's a great point, because like you, Katrina, last weekend, I was involved with a race as well. And Monday and Tuesday, I was absolutely exhausted. So I skipped the sessions, but I was so glad I did afterwards because I felt yeah. fresh on Wednesday doing the, the next yeah, day, you yeah. know, just. Yeah. And it's such a big part of, you know, running in general. We do get very caught up on it and we're going out and running on a tired body, which there's very little progression on that. And there's just a chance of getting injured or sick. So, you know, even with marathon, if you can get out four days a week of good training and that you're feeling fresh and feeling comfortable, you're going to be able to run the marathon on the day and the atmosphere and 
uh, all of that is going to going to bring you around. So don't be cramming in miles on a tired body because, as I said, there's little progression on that. Yeah, that's where the, the niggles can kick in as well because you you, you start course. running a bit differently when you're tired and you're fatigued course, and you start, yeah. you know. So like that's where like I've learned to take a rest day when I need it, you know. Just forget about it. That four or five miles can wait another day. Of that, course, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. most important thing, which I think for people can learn as well, is not to play catch up. So if you miss the day because you're tired, don't yeah. try to make up that eight whatever miles you were supposed to do in the next couple of days. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, just be sensible with your training. You can train smart and get a get a lot out of yourself. Sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, looking for ahead, Katrina, obviously Olympics here is coming up. There's a lot of talk, you know, even in the last couple of weeks there with many guests we've had on ourselves, a lot of people looking at the Dublin Marathon this year. Where where do you see Irish running at the moment in terms of, you know, obviously Fanula McCormack, Aoife, etc., Courtney McGuire, there's some good talent there as well at the moment. How would you see our prospects there? For, for which, Brian? I just said with, with the Olympics coming up next year, how do you see Irish athletics at the moment and, and the, in particular Irish women in the sport? Well, um, there's Rashida. She's very good. There's a lot of a lot of talk about Rashida now and she she really mm. is the part. She's she's brilliant. And it's just important that she stays healthy, uh, doesn't get caught up in too much of the noise. Uh, it's good that she lives in America, that she's not over here because uh, it's, we're, we're a small country and uh, there will be a lot of pressure on her and people will be pulling mm. her here and there and uh, mm. just important that she focuses uh, on what you know on the work that she needs to do just continues the training enjoys it continues pro- progressing all the time and um, you know as we as we said already just enjoy the journey that mm-hmm. not to think too far ahead um have have smaller goals in between like you said about the olympics and paris but it's a long time away just just walk gradually towards it you know have blocks so get this summer out of the way first and then possibly an indoor season and then then focus then on the olympics it's 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 still too far away obviously it's the ultimate goal for for the elite athletes but um keep it keep it simple uh Keep it simple and just just enjoy the journey of it. Yeah, I think I think that as fans and spectators, we get more caught up in it a lot. And then you know, there's a world within that. Then you know, you know, when fans are getting onto it, uh, the press gets onto it more, and then that builds into the athletes. And you know, I think I know yeah. you were you're you, like you know staying off social media and stuff like that. And a lot of them do, in fairness, but because it can just be just this wave of emotions. Yes, yeah, yeah. And look, if people mean well and, and uh, you know, they want, they want sp- our sports people to do well, but at the same time, it's it's a choice, as I said already, whether the, the athletes or the sports people engage in, in, the, in the noise. And if, you know, I, I, from, from my point of view, I was lucky. I, I lived at home and for most of my career and I kept away from all of that, all of the noise. And because for me, it certainly didn't, wouldn't do me any good. And, you know, it's all very simple at the end of the day. You can read and you can talk about it. But at the end of the day, just the athletes need to train hard, focus on what they want to do 
and uh, just work towards their goals and enjoy it. Great advice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just I suppose the other thing I know you mentioned about the classes there and the cheer running and things like that. Do you do kind of coaching as just a, an individual as well? You know. So yeah, I do. I do some one-on-one classes as well, and then the group classes uh, that I do, and uh, then with some companies, I I do some classes with companies as well. And look, it's all about just getting them out and getting them getting them moving and and just progressing their their level of fitness. And it's great getting out with groups and stuff like that. You know, I think even you know we would do a small bit of work with groups, and it's, it's really enjoyable just to get out and get yeah. involved and see everyone actually enjoy stuff do you know what I mean and it's you know myself and Brian we do a lot of GA coaching and soccer coaching and even stuff like that and you know yeah. it's just the fun just the fun element of it and when you're coaching yeah. kids and you know when adults when you play games even with adults you 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 revert back to the childhood that you had nearly yes yeah yeah but also as well it, it the satisfaction I get is seeing them chatting among each other and laughing and uh there's always a great, a great energy around the place, and um, you know, it's, it's you're bringing people together, and uh, they're doing a little bit of training, and they go home happy, and that's yeah. that's that's I get joy from from seeing them, from seeing them happy. Exactly. Now to go f- a little bit of full circle again. All right, so we're going to go yeah. back to some of your. This might be your earlier career, but could be later on as well. What would you class as your greatest achievement? Yeah. Um... So so many, <laughs> so many. No, I I don't know. Like well, the way I answer this now, maybe in three or four years' time, I might answer it a little bit different, and maybe three or four years ago, I might have answered <laughs> it a little bit different as well. And I think as you get older, you're just grateful. Um, I'm grateful that I had the talent. Um, that I was given the talent. I'm also grateful that I had the mental strength and the, um, I don't like to use the word commitment, but a lot of people have talent and mm. they don't have the, um, they don't want to use it. Like I, yeah. I have two children here as well and I believe they're talented, but uh, <laughs> they have different you know they want to live their life differently, and yeah. and that's okay. But I hope that they don't regret it in in years to come. Because, uh, um, you know, when you have a talent, I believe that you should fulfil that talent. We were given that talent, and I believe that you should make the most of it. Um, and I'm not deflecting from the but, from but your question. I, 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 no, but I think that's actually like d- using your talent is probably the greatest achievement. Do you know Absolutely, what I mean? And yeah. actually, so like that's actually the perfect answer <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. like and, it doesn't and, have to be one uh, moment in time it can be a greatest achievement could be 10 yes, years yeah, 15 yeah. years yeah because as I said we were given that God-given talent and and why not use it and yeah. I, I I walked from home I just you know very basic facilities uh, the fields at home the football pitch the, the golf courses the country roads Um, I didn't need anything fancy yeah. Um. Did you, play any, did you play any golf on these golf courses? Just no, 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 I wouldn't have the patience for that. But that's another thing, like, in, you know, people are always shouting about facilities and money and I, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. 
that was uh, yeah that was something i was going to jump in and like it's obvious from what you said to us you know on this chat that your earlier years were free you know there was no shackles put on you you ran freely you you enjoyed it you did it off your own back you weren't forced to do it you ran yeah. across fields yeah you know yeah. you wonder have we kind of you know tied everything up too much you know um well what look and i don't mean to be blowing my trumpet but what i was given you know i was given the talent but i was also given the um, the willpower to to use that talent and um i you know i i just see i i don't think that money money wasn't the driving force for me i you know and and to be the best or to be able to compete with the best in the world you have to have something special and that's not you know it's not money it's 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 your inner drive within yourself to to sure. want to get out every day yeah. and in all sorts of weather and and train uh, and it's you know you asked me about what is your greatest achievement that is my greatest achievement to be able to have fulfilled that that talent and um i don't think we should be crying so much and giving out so much about facilities and support and money and all of that sort of thing uh, we should be grateful for what we have and look in in kenya ethiopia the facilities aren't you know they haven't really fancy facilities but they get on with it and yeah. it, it does take something special Mm. Uh, to... And sorry, Katrina, just a quick one there for you. And then, like, I'm talking about talent, and I just need to touch on something. I don't know if you don't want to talk mm. about it, you don't have to, but a lot of runners nowadays, is it solely talent they're relying on? We're not going to name names, but is there more involved, do you think, with some of the top runners nowadays? And what I mean by that is, do you think there's doping obviously involved in yeah. athletics? Yeah, well, I suppose, to be honest, Damien, I have to be careful with how I answer oh, yes, this of course, question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, um, I suppose, there, the, people would say there has been for, for many, many years. Yeah. And um, my best answer to that question is they know themselves if they're mm. messing or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm. they're the ones that have to live with that. And... There's always a day of judgment at the end. We're mm. all, you know, and uh, for me personally, I don't know how they can live with it. I don't know who they're fooling. Uh, I don't know how they can, you know, say if after World Championships, Olympics, get their national flag and run around and do a lap of honour. That's just beyond me how, how they can do that. Mm. And um, yeah, there's a day of reckoning. And yeah. if you can't do it on your own talent and your own ability, why why bother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a mark against the name for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't finish on that note though. We'd have no, to finish no, we'd have a happy note. Yeah, yeah, we'd have to finish on a happy note. But it was good to hear, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. We have to finish on a happy note. Yeah. Um, yeah. And great. just, you know, just to live in the now and you know, you're more capable of when you're living in the now, when you're not living in the present you're you're helpless and you know and that's not just for sports it's for everyday life to um, to live just today be present today and enjoy today and make the most of today and I think 
that's you know that's the way I I live now and it, it does make it easier for me just to just to take today as it is and uh, you know Enjoy. then tomorrow as it comes yeah. as well and just you know as I have a, a running group in Malahide and they're a great bunch of people really really good there's about 35 of them now and uh, we have a whatsapp group going and the name of our group is the joy is in the journey so mm-hmm. I suppose we'll, we'll sum it up like that uh, you know so the joy is... new, we've 35 new listeners though by the, by the time this comes out so <laughs> yes, yeah 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 so. so to finish finish on a high so I'm going to jump in with a Damien's question: If you were a toast, what is it, Damien? Again? Oh, what if your toast? All right. This is this is the myself and Brian. All right. Sorry, no. This is really weird, right? So, there's a on the toasters. Obviously, there's a toaster setting. All right. And I have a very particular setting. It has to be three point five. Is my toaster setting? So I want to. Sorry about to this, Katrina. I want to know to Kevin English last week was what is his favorite toaster setting? So. <laughs> Well, it depends on the way <laughs> the way you want your toast, doesn't it? Okay. And That's it, dep- it, it also depends. Every toaster is different. Like some <laughs> some make of a toaster, three pound five, you could end up having no, black toast. I yeah. I can tell you now this much because you have all the interviews you've done in your life, you've never been asked about what's your favorite toaster <laughs> setting. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Katrina, honestly. For me, this has been a brilliant. You've been in someone that I've always looked up to in, in terms of a, you know, not just running, but a, a, you know, a sports star. You know, not many. We don't have many people that compete on a world level and and, and not just compete, but medal at a world level. So, to me, you're you're up there as one of Ireland's greatest sports stars, and uh, I think I'm not alone in saying that. Um, so, thanks, really, thanks to, for joining us. And I, I know this is going to be a well listened to episode. So, yeah, well, thank you, pretty- Brian and Dave, mm-hmm. and thank you for giving me the opportunity. And I just do hope that maybe one or two things that I've said maybe resonate with people or mm-hmm. or, or help people. That's that's important for me. Yeah, and yeah. we try to we must try to get you down to Cork at some stage. Yes, do, yeah, that would be to, nice. It's a good a road ch- now. To chi running course, yeah. Cork, so uh, yeah. that would we'll be a, nice. We can do a runner's chance. diary chi course, chi chi or course session, the chi running course session. <laughs> yes, yeah, we could organise that for sure. Yeah, that would be Brilliant. nice. Brilliant. Yeah. All thanks, right, lads. Thanks, thanks very much. Really thanks a lot. Okay, thanks again to Katrina for joining us again. As we said, just a, it was just brilliant to have her on. I was when I heard the news that she was going to come on, I was really over the moon myself. She would have been a you know someone I would have you know again as I said I didn't discover running till late, but she stood out as a kind of person who covered all sports as an Irish sporting hero already, I suppose, and is up there at the very top table. Um, and in some ways, I think deserves even more recognition than what she got. You know, she was as we mentioned there, a four-time silver medalist at World Championships level. You know, won the Berlin Marathon, won the uh, Amsterdam Marathon, won the London Marathon. You know, the fastest debut uh, marathon by a woman, I think, at the time. You know, it's just mm. like 18 years old. She started running with a club and at 22, she wins a world silver medal. You know, it's just phenomenal. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, Emma, thanks again for joining us. I certainly think we, you know, did our duo from last week. Um We'll, uh, we'll let you rest up well now, I think, tonight, uh, after all that input. And I know you have a busy few weeks ahead. Again, just on behalf of the running public, I think we want to thank you and everybody behind the scenes. That often goes unnoticed at all local clubs. But, I mean, I can only imagine the the logistics behind the scenes, 
in organizing a big city marathon. So again, thanks on behalf of everybody in the running community. And look, again, we're all behind this event. We want it to be a success. Uh, positivity all the way. So I'm looking forward to it as well. I look, you know, be pacing again, as I said on the day, there's a great, great crack, great buzz. So looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be great. Look, we, we've we've loads of great people involved, you know, from uh, um, the uh, Cork County Board, um, the BHA, you know, uh, Gary, everyone, you know, Davis Events Agency, Council, you know, so like it's it, 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 there's so many people working really hard uh, behind the scenes so to make this event um, work. So, um, yeah, can't wait for it now. Great stuff. That's it. Till next week. Thanks very much for everybody joining us. Please share the episode as far away as you can. And again, an exciting couple of weeks. We have Sean Tobin on next week. Again, another fantastic runner who's done so well over the last couple of years. Again, a unique, great story for Sean as well. Um, the following week will be our last week before the Cork City Marathon. We'll be joined by Conor O'Keefe. And we hope to keep uh, get a touch in there with our marathon leaders as well. So, and I'm sure we'll have plenty more last minute information and tips on that day that day as well. So, watch the space. More to come. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.